Thank you very much for tuning in again. Last time we left you on a cliffhanger, we were in the uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Model uh, Survivor Game with the Nocturnal Emissions, the grand prize to spend a day with a clone of one of the, of the winner of this woman to uh, do whatever you can please with them with a full hall pass from your wife, girlfriend, or uh, fiance in Wes's case, right? And this is, we left you with four, we started with 13 women, we ended up with four, the four remaining women, two, what do we got, two Americans, a Canadian, and a Brazilian, much against Wes's uh, <laughs> wishes. He was he's, wanting to get rid He's been her. seeking to, to destroy the Brazilians since the beginning, he has something against her, I don't know what it is, I think he's a... He's a hair lover. I think he might be a hair lover. He likes it natural. Yeah, he likes it a little bit bushy, a little bit like gamey back there. I don't know what he is. <laughs> that's Wes's taste. That's Wes's prerogative. I don't want to judge him for that. This is my place to judge Wes. Let's keep Wes. <laughs> but all we got to do, we got to have a great show for you, everybody. For those of you that tuned in uh, uh, last week and you're coming back to find out who the heck is going to be the person that gets cloned and banged by the nocturnal emissions and my brother Paul and Jordan. <laughs> oh, wow. This is the right show for you to tune back into, but we got to get this thing started. There's only one way to do it, and that's to introduce the band, the nocturnal emissions, the greatest band Canadian Lane in history. <laughs> Guys, you want to hear it for uh, the on rhythm and vocals? That's our band leader, Michael Paul. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Beside him, playing lead guitar, that's the real Steve, the reluctant German. In the corner, tickling the skins, that's our CRTC required Frenchman. The French tickler, Ken Belanger, everybody. And playing bass, the man who's right where he belongs, between the legs of the nocturnal emissions, hanging low. The balls of the nocturnal missions. Whiskey West Hagens, everyone. And 10 in the bar and working on the announcer position. That's my brother. Don't forget about him. Hello, folks. My brother, Paul Van Dyke, everyone. Let's get the show going. So, we're going to get this one started. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. 
Oh. Big long, long intro. Why would you be Number sorry? one, this is second week in a row. Second week in a row. Top of the tongue. Where my brother has put a shot right in front of me for a show. Can you believe that? Two weeks in a row, Paul. I don't know how many weeks you've done where you've perhaps maybe been preoccupied with your life. You got different things on the go. You got different responsibilities, right? You got, uh, you, you're sometimes tired because you're putting a whole house together from scratch, right? It wasn't a house before you were there. Sometimes I don't give a shit if you have a drink. Why? Well, sometimes that's why you don't get one. Yeah, but that's, I'm not going to hire a guy to be my bartender if he says stuff like that, right? <laughs> the pay <Which>, is shit. <laughs> the pay is shit. That is a valid point, Fair Paul. Enough. Well, anyways, Paul, for that very reason, you've, he changes me, eh? What he is is wise, eh? He shows me wisdom. Thank you for this shot, Paul. Let's, let's give a toast to old Paul Chavan Dyke. Cheers to Paul. Cheers Thank to Paul. Oh, you son of a bitch. What's going to kick your ass at the end of the thing? You better give him some whiskey because that guy doesn't, he's not going to mess around. Wes won't even talk to you. He'll just like, Grapple he'll say you. nothing Same until thing. one day he's ripping your throat out like uh, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. Yeah, it's called White Ninja. Is that what they call that movie? Yeah, he pulls out of nowhere and he's, he's I've, white. I've seen it happen before. Oh, the White Ninja Wes? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he's like a sleeper pick. You don't he because he stays under the radar the whole time. Yep. He would be a good one in one of these reality shows like Big Brother or Survivor or something like that. Wes would be a perfect uh, contestant because Wes can fly under the radar the whole time. You're not going to be afraid to help out. You're going to be a good help, Wes. Right? Right? I'm not really a people <laughs> person though, so I don't think I'd last. Yeah, but you're quiet. Under the radar. Yeah, but. People piss me off. They're asking. Oh, you're going to say it, aren't you? You can't, can't bite your tongue, Wes. No, not for very long, though. Oh, damn it. Well, that's the ruin of the Van Dyke blood in you, eh? That's what it is. Maybe, yeah. I blame that on your grandma. Yeah. She gave it that blood to you. I think so. And uh, that's about the same blood that runs through my veins and Michael's veins. Yeah. What's your phone doing, Mike? It's not my phone. <laughs> I hear a little background something, but it's not me. Something somewhere. Oh, yeah? It is something, isn't yeah. it? Anyways, sounds, no big deal. It's like just a Queen, a, Queens of the Stone Age album. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, uh, uh, Michael. Yes. Wes has running through his veins the blood. the blood of the Van Dyke. Yeah, his grandma and our grandma are sisters, right? No. no. His grandma and our grandpa. Oh, sorry. Peter Van My Dyke. My bad. Peter Van Dyke, our brother and sister. Okay. My bad. You remember when Steve's relatives put <laughs> my grandpa... And Wes's grandma on the wall of the castle of Gemmert and shot bullets at them? Yeah, our hometown of Gemmert, Steve. Do you remember that? I wasn't there. No, Steve wasn't there, but his relatives were. His ancestors, they were there shooting at our uh, grandpa and your grandma, uh, my Tante Lancia. Yeah, or Tante no, Lancia. Yeah, Tante Lancia, yeah. And then I'll tell you, I don't appreciate that, Steve. And you can tell your family next time you're over in Germany celebrating whatever you celebrate there. That uh, what? That's a Ash Wednesday. What? There's no Catholics in Germany. What? What's the O about? What are the ashes from? From the Catholic Church when they put no, it in from the little incinerator. Bucket. Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> not a funny matter. No, that's a that's a joke. That's not for the for. I wouldn't laugh yeah, at that. Wes. Yeah, Wes. My bad. <laughs> Steven, you son too, of a bitch. Too soon. Who said that? Wes, you said too soon? I thought it was Steve, and I would be like, I would not let that go. I'd let it go with you, because that's funny, Wes. But what Steve just did, if Steve would have done it, it would be like, that's insensitive, considering. Steve. Sorry. <laughs> you know when Steve grew up? He grew up in London. He grew up in London, Ontario, where nobody, like, points out your heritage and then makes fun of you till you cry? Ever. Yeah. That doesn't happen in London, Ontario. Oh, no. No, you can fucking settle down, girls. Whoa. Oh, a couple of falls. The girls are having a tussle. Wow. We're going to have to say this. They were supposed to keep out of this show until we were ready to get back into this. But two of the girls decided they're going to have a, like a freaking brouhaha back there and knock themselves over. Those are crazy Crazy broads. I just want you to take that into consideration. They're tipsy. When you're voting later on tonight, that those two, these two here, who, who was it? the high school graduate 
and the Canadian are left standing. Uh, Kate Upton and uh, the Brazilian decided to have a brouhaha. Ha, ha. <laughs> they don't like the cut of each other's jibs. <laughs> no, they don't. Hey, Wes, who do you think started it? <laughs> who do you think started that brouhaha? <laughs> Maybe the one that's been the thorn in your side? Yeah. Okay. Old yellow bikini. Old yellow suit herself, Miss Brazilian. What, do you think they dive too much in soccer, Wes? What's the problem with the Brazilians? You got one. There's a prejudice there. I don't know what it is. I'm not going there tonight. <laughs> By you saying you're not going there, not it's basically tonight. saying it's like even worse than I was thinking. I thought it was just some sort of a body thing, but maybe it's uh, Portuguese. You don't like the fact she speaks Portuguese? Is that it? It's all ooshes and ooshes? Chupa ma fila. Ah. Fisa ma pusa. Hey, my cousin, he lives in Montreal. No, Hey, go to the bakery, get some pops. Yeah. so good for you, I like it, it's so good for you. Hey, I go see my cousin in Montreal, he's going to get me some money, right? Is that the, because she talks like that? Is that why it bothers you? That could be, part of it. <laughs> Does it make her less sexy when she goes, yeah. hey Wes, you want to go see my cousin in Montreal? Mm, chicken and the wine. <laughs> Doesn't tickle my fancy. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's an honest answer. You don't have to be ashamed of that. Hey, it's an ugly language. It's an ugly, ugly language. It's, it's a tricky one. Yeah. Uh, you know what, guys? This is an exciting cliffhanger we left all of our fans on, and we need to get back to the program to find out which one of these lovely ladies is going to be cloned and fornicated with. Oh, no, no, sorry. And done whatever is going to be done in the, your own personal taste behind your wife's back. With a clone. With a clone of this girl. A clean clone. A, a, a never-before-touched clone. A fresh vagine clone. Yeah. Like if one of these girls here behind us has had sex with Charlie Sheen and not had a checkup since, it's of no consequence to us in this game. I don't need tiger blood. Because we, we know we're getting a clone of her that's been never touched, yep. right? And the clone's from when before that, before, <laughs> <laughs> before she was diseased. If you clone a person when they're already diseased, they don't become diseased. The clone's not diseased, right? We're going to assume that, yeah. Let's just say that in our universe, which we're in, where we went and spent a week with the supermodels and Charles wasn't invited... And then the next week, he asked to come back, like this week here for yeah. this show. Charles is like, hey, I'm, I'm ready, you know, no more hockey. I'm like, hey, Charles, why don't you go fuck yourself right up the ass, eh? Yeah, that's three in a row. Fuck you. Three, three shows in a row, in a row this three. cock's missed. You. And he's trying to make himself seem like, hey, I'm the man that writes the music for the show. You're man that used to, buddy. Old news, buddy. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe you show up for a show once in a while. Three shows in a row, that's unprecedented, man. Unprecedented. Hey, Michael, have you ever done that? Three no, shows? No, I, I apparently, I've, well, yeah, I have done two now for sure, and I've, I felt a lot of shame about it. The two shows? Two well, in a row. Was a, but that was a wedding-related issue, yeah, right? That's, I thought I'd get, like, free pass for that one. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just called you a liar. Yeah, it's fair. You, yeah. I, I did say I would never do it. Yeah, you said you'd never do it, and you did it, didn't you? Yeah. And you said, oh, I'm, I love my wife. She's the making my whole life perfect and complete. Yeah, she won. Yeah. And you just so turned on your, your word, man. You turn on your word yeah, to your enough, cousin but I, Pete. But you know what? It didn't do three. You will never do three like a piece of shit like Charters. I don't think I will. No, right? That's a cock move. Three in a row. That's a big old thick This guy even cock wants move. to call himself a member of the show, missing three shows in a row. He's like, what do you even know about our show, man? We change so much week after week. You, you know how much work we month. put? The one... Two weeks ago, we had duct tape all over the wall, putting pictures. Now there's frames. You know what? Even between the part one and part two of this show, there's I a fucking, sound booth now. I put a sound booth in. Yeah, that's what I did. In one fucking week, I'll just change everything around. Charter's gonna come in. He's not gonna even know who the characters are on this show. You know, hey Charter, you ever heard of Jordan Gortva? Yeah. You ever heard of him? Guess who's he's here? He's a he's our favorite guy. He's actually way better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't even come back ever because we have Jordan now and he's he's much more personable. Does everyone agree that we like Jordan better than Dave? Sure. Mm -hmm. There you go. 
There you go, charters. So if you miss four weeks in a row, which is next week's show, you're officially fired. That's fair. the only That's answer. Fair. That's fair. Full month miss. Well, see you later. Full month miss, Michael. Did, can, do I need to, like, that's, that is. You miss is, a month, you're out. Out. You're out. You have to earn your way back in. And I don't think he can do it because he's already, like, on thin ice to begin with, right? Because his talent's not that good, right? And he's husky. Yep. Yeah. And he's yep. not, like, I mean, honestly, when I want to put an aesthetic out to the public, right? Steve, you're a talented guy. You're ugly and stuff, but you're talented. <laughs> Right, but then I got a Van Dyke here. I got Van Dyke blood over there on base. Right, those are handsome motherfuckers, man. They're gonna end up selling tickets. They're gonna put bums in seats. They're gonna get girls dancing. Right, Steve, your talent's gonna do that. Not your looks, but your talent's gonna do that. That's okay. I still want you in the band. Aww. Kev, you're a sleeper pick, buddy. I, girls love you. You don't love yourself, and you need to love yourself more. That's what you need to do, buddy. Because girls love you, dude. You're missing the prime years of your life. You need to be out there sticking your dick into things. And everyone agrees that here, right? Yep. By round of applause, who agrees Kevin should stick his dick in more things? Absolutely. Because we Get have everything. all missed our years, and they're gone, and we can never get them back. And you have them in front of you, my friend. Put your dick in things, please, for us. And tell us the stories in great detail. That's all we ask. It's not too much. Yes, dear God. I know you're a gentleman. But still, just do it for the sake of your balls. Mercy. And us. And us, too, yes, because we only have, you know, how much does Mike want to hear about me banging it, uh, my wife when he looks at my wife like his own cousin now because we haven't married so long. Yeah, She's like a member of your own family. Now it's like two of your family members fucking. That's <laughs> disgusting for you to listen to, right? Yeah, well, it's a beautiful thing, but uh, yeah, I'm not, You're right. I'm not you don't like, want to hear it. great and home about it. Well, it's like one of your aunts and uncles. You don't want to hear your aunt and uncle having sex, you know? Yeah, I know a couple of them that are. Well, we had some horny aunts and uncles. We we're we we're, uh, breeding Dutch, you know? We're the breeding Dutch, and we like to fuck. Not That's... to name any names, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Oh, uh, you know what? One thing about the Van Dykes is, is that we hate... We hate one thing, and it's always been that way. And I don't, I think this is a genetic thing. I think if you could find our gene and you could pin it down, you would be able to say this is a distinctly Van Dyke gene, and it is something that is uh, undeniable. That's something that's built into our being of who we are. And that's we do not pull out. We do not, <laughs> under any circumstance, pull out. We love breeding. Yeah. Yep, that's right. We plant deep, and we do like. And if you want to put some sort of bag over top of it before we do that, that's rude. I find it rude. I mean, I find it to be just like saying, "Why don't you just?" Oh, then I'll just fuck a bag. <laughs> I won't. You know, why would I have sex with a, a person when I could just have sex with a fucking bag, a lubed up bag? It's actually not that bad. You ever jerked off into a condom, Paul? Not too bad. Give it a try, man. <laughs> Give it a try. It's not, you, you're judging it before you ever even tried it. Come on, Paul. Give it a goddamn try. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. That's all I asked. You know what? Let's get into this game show. There's only one way to do it. We got to do a segment we call feedback. We got feedback first. We got feedback. This week's feedback, we got feedback, is brought to you by our brand new primary sponsors, Spiky Ball Studios. Whoa. Hey, you, you want to plan a night out with your family? You want to maybe raise some money for your service group or uh, a charitable organization? Well, give us an email at livefromthedutchhill.gmail.com because we have a spring stand-up series already booked with three of the greatest stand-up comics in uh, Canada. Some of the these this one our first headliner Mace Galoni, he's coming in May. The guy's on at this hour is twenty two minutes. He's one of the most talented uh, comedy writers in the country, and he's uh, he's actually one of the sweetest guys I know. He's a, a terrific fella, and he's coming to Delhi, Ontario, squeezing us in in his busy schedule so he can perform for us in Delhi. This is Mace Galoni, and you know what you can do? You can sell the tickets. I'll give you seventy five percent to your uh, service club. 
for uh, uh, if you sell those tickets, 75% of the ticket proceeds are going to go back to your club, and then uh, the rest of that's going to go pay for the show. And we're going to have a great time. And you can have uh, uh, silent auctions and 50-50s, whatever you want, to raise more money for your club. It's a great idea to raise money for uh, whatever you want to do. So if you have a charitable cause and you want to raise some money, give us a call or give us an email, I should say, at live from the Dutch or at uh, spikyballstudios at gmail.com or live from the Dutch Hall or Dutch Hall. Or who the fuck is that? Is it me? It's not this. Is it a radio frequency going to your amp? From it's what? That's somebody's amp. Yeah, it's your amp that's catching the Who's amp got a frequency? You got your pedal on? Yep. Turned off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. It's a little bit of technology. Technology. That'll uh, get us. Technology, technology gets us every time. It's a real motherfucker. You know what? One yeah. thing, the one piece of technology that got us a few weeks ago... And uh, we never really talked about it on this program, but we'll do it in this week's segment of feedback. We got feedback. Is, uh, cock. is the old uh, death pool. We're going to have to go back to the oh, death pool yeah. on this one. Uh, we, never re we never really uh, addressed this one, uh, but it was quite the chatter amongst the uh, listening audience when we had uh, announced that Bob Cole had died. <laughs> and... Uh, Michael had won the had won the first to die in the pool. I was fucking mad. About and you were also um, 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 horrified, like you were not happy about your victory because you're a big fan of Bob Cole. Well, number one, I hated my pick. Number two, you guys told me he was dead the <laughs> the day of or the next day. Number three, he wasn't dead. He's a fucking legend. <laughs> my heart was. I, emotions were running through me. I hated, I hated you guys for a bit. To be honest, I didn't know if I was going to come next week. I said, they fucking tricked me. What kind of joke is this? <laughs> to be honest with you, Michael, it was not a trick. I wish I it was. I wish it was, too. I wish it was, because I would have... jobs? Because that was so funny if I would have thought of it like that, but I was just stupid. I didn't check my research. This is what I really... This is what really happened. I looked on uh, the internet, yeah. and it said, uh, Bob Cole... Uh, like remembered or something like that. Yeah, they did a. Uh, uh, he did his last Leafs game. Yeah. So they did like a. They do like a big cheers for him up in the booth. The whole arena stood up and like saluted him. When I so when you guys saw he's fucking dead because of that. Yeah, because of that headline. <laughs> I only read the head. I only read the headline and I went right into death. Call it. Move you on. confirmed it was Steve. <laughs> Yeah. You both told me. He's never dead. heard of Bob Cole before. Yeah, he's like, Bob Cole, yeah, dead. <laughs> Canadian fucking icon. Well, last week we played the song of uh, the monkeys. We played uh, Stepping Stone yeah. or whatever. Yep. And uh, because Peter uh, Tork, isn't it? Peter Tork died. He was the, ba I think he was a bass player. He's the blonde guy. Yeah, the blonde guy. Peter Tork died. Blonde guy. And, uh, uh, now, uh, is that confirmed? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? At this point, who knows? We might have done I, all of that last week for nothing. <laughs> I've seen it on the internet for a week. I think we're good. <laughs> You've seen a week of Peter Tork yeah, tributes? Yeah, he's dead. A lot of Peter Tork tributes. <laughs> the last week. I got caught in a wormhole after that song. <laughs> <laughs> you really became a monkeys fan? Wow, sick, sick tune. I don't know. And there's a couple of good ones, eh? Like, uh, it's not just Stepping Stone. Let's talk with the monkeys. They're a fake band, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're not a real band. They have, um, they have, uh, they were put together like an in sync or something. Like, right? They were like made, made because they're pretty TV. and made for TV, right? But yeah. some of them can play instruments. Peter Tork was actually the the only real a musician of the whole group, as I remember. I thought it was the other guitarist. Michael Nesmith? Yes. Uh, no, actually, uh, Peter Tork, I think also. Maybe it was both of them. But I know Davy Jones is just a singer. Yep. Right. And uh, the other guy, Mickey, Mickey Dolan's, also just a singer, right? And then they faked their instruments. Singer slash actor. Slash buffoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But as a result, they played. Uh, what's the one that they played? Uh, um, there's the. It was in like Shrek. I'm a believer. I'm a believer, right? That's a good monkey song, isn't it? Written yeah, by Neil point. Diamond. Is it really written by Neil Diamond? Yep. 
Yeah, but you got to, you got to, in those days, it was a different story, you know? And I think of it from a comedy perspective, like, like, uh, if, like, let's say, um, uh, it's different, right? Like, if a con, like, like, let's say, t let's take both those, these examples I'm thinking of. Well, the first one being that, uh, uh, Neil Diamond wrote a song for the monkeys, the monkeys performed it, but they did a good job of it, right? Where that people like the song, right? So they did their job, right? So nothing wrong with that. And then look at Chris, like look at, so let's say look at Chris Rock, right? Chris Rock did a comedy album and he, he wrote it, but he got like other comics to help him make it better, right? right? So it, uh, is that, d does that diminish his work? Because he had somebody help him make it better, or does it make him a better artist? Because he found the resources to make his work better. Ooh, that's a tricky one. You know, because I've heard comics criticize Chris Rock that he says other people wrote his stuff, and I'm like, and Chris Rock probably came up with his own premises, uh, but they just like punched up his punchlines or found new tags or did something like that to make his jokes even better, so that when he went to do his special, his special is even better than it was. But it wasn't all him anymore. I think if you rely on that, that's the only thing you do, then uh, it would diminish you a bit. But if, yeah, it's if you're a, a star and somebody's helping you out, I don't think that's that big of a deal. You've already proved yourself, right? Hey, Shazma, can you come to a microphone quickly just to give me your opinion on this? If you can uh, even come to mind, you mean you can share a shot? Over here. Who's on the, who's on camera right now? Sweetheart. Technicians. Hey. Oh. So I gotta ask you, Shaz. So Chris Rock's the example. You're a comedian. You're a professional stand-up comedian. Am I? Yes, you are. I've seen you get paid. I've seen people pay you money for saying words into a microphone. That people have given you like cash into your hand, and I've watched it happen. You're a professional comedian, Shaz. So you're a professional comedian. You look at a guy like Chris Rock. You have great respect for Chris Rock, yes? Oh, I love Chris Rock. Yeah, he's an excellent comedian. But, uh, but you know that Chris Rock wrote his show and then hired other comedians to help him punch it up before he went to do his special. Does that diminish him as an artist? No, I, I don't think so because it's Chris Rock. So he probably just got his buddies to hang out and laugh at his stuff and say, that's good. No, I, I think writing for Chris Rock is just going, that's good. Really? You think so? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, two of the examples were Nate Bergazzi and uh, Michelle Wolf. Both hilarious comedians. Both great comedians on their own right, right? Yeah. And so if you were to be smart enough, let's say Tyler Shazma was putting out his very first comedy special, which I can't oh, wait. We're talking about Chris Rock's first comedy special. Bigger and blacker, let's say. He still had people punch it up. Right? So what I'm saying is, is that some comics take pride in the fact that nobody helped them. It's all them. You know, it's like one, a one-man show, and they did it on their own. And then other people are like, I want to make the best thing I can make to put out there with my name on it. So which one is, is it does, does one, if you're saying, do you subscribe more to the air of the purest? Or do you think that the better product is what's important? Or is it that it's mostly you? Uh, yeah, I think for stand-up, it's mostly you. But if you have some buddies punching it up or writing a few lines here and there, that's cool too. Right. Yeah, but look at music, though. It's the same thing with music. Like, there are bands that have a bunch of people that write for them. We call these artists something like icebergs. Like, all you see is what's above the water, but really there's a whole team of people building the artists versus the band that you know is true and rocks out. I mean, both have their place, and I'm sure it's the same with comedy as well. Um, yeah, but even but, but comedy's a little bit different because in the case of Chris Rock, that guy came up with his premises. He's still... in. He's still coming up with the concepts of the joke. Like the bulk of the 90% of the joke is him, right? Yeah. And then just that 10% is a punch up, you know? Well, it's the same thing with like a good studio. I mean, you're a good producer, you bring, a, you bring some pretty decent songs and then they tweak it and make it better. Right. And like it's, 
you'd want to use the resources around you to make that song better, wouldn't you? Like you'd want to use your engineers and your anyone that's going to make that take it to the next yeah, level. And I'm sure the people Chris Rock asks for help are like, okay, we'll help you, and they're going to do their best work, and he knows he's getting their best work. Yeah. So it's just going to make his work better. And the fact that he can recognize that these guys before they were big comedians in their own right, and these are like top level comedians that he hired as writers. They were not at the time he hired them. He, he picked them out because of his own, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? His uh, uh, knowledge of the business that he can pick out that sort of talent to be able to recognize that it's going to help him before they're big enough to say, I'm too big to punch up your jokes for you, right? So, like, just that fact makes that guy talented enough and if the and ninety percent of the jokes his anyways, I I just think I heard a guy. It was Ari Shafir actually that was criticizing Chris Rock about um, having other people uh, write his jokes for him. And I'm like, I can guarantee you, he, no one wrote his jokes for him. They punched him up, and that is not a irresponsible. That's not a, like a, a a bad thing, to, in my opinion. It's a thing where you're trying to make your work better. Yeah, Chris Rock didn't show up to his office and be like, all right, these are my jokes, and then walk on stage and do them. Sat down and worked with these people, and probably yeah, I think it was just jealous, is what it is. It's yeah, he's just fucking jealous. Well, I, I think that the fact that you want to stand at like people that are doing say, I'm gonna do everything on my own, it's great. You can, you can be proud as you want to be about that, but you're not doing as good a job as you could do because if you ask more people to help you, you're gonna do a better job 100% of the time. That's my opinion, at least, because. There's no way one guy can do as good a job as ten guys. We prove that here in this church. Yeah, you know? like aren't you as good as the people you hire? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In any job. Well, if if two guys are working towards one co- one goal, you're gonna get there faster than one guy does it. If four guys are working towards that goal, you'll get faster there than if two guys did it, right? Yeah, you, know, you, re- like, you respect the the work that that individual did to get there, but. At the same time, it's like if you want to expand there's... that idea that you have, it's it's nice to have other minds. And sometimes you out. you're going to hit a ceiling on what you can do on your own because right. you're only li- you're limited by yourself. That's but if you get a team of people together where you're all good at different things, then you can accomplish way more because you're going to be able to use everybody's best, you know, hence, and fill uh, in the blanks of the things you can't do. Hence, Spiky Ball Studios. I think so too. What? That's why I was really pissed off about that Ari Shafir interview I listened to because and I like Ari our, our Shafir too. He's a great comic and, and I really do respect him. But I'm just saying I don't want to appreciate the criticism of that comic because he was just trying to make a good piece of work and hiring good people to to do it. And I'm you shouldn't criticize someone for hiring a comedy writer. There's so few of those fucking jobs around, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Nate Bergazzi loved getting Call. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, that's a great call to get. You want to help me punch up my jokes? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll pretend I'm a black guy that grew up in Brooklyn or whatever, you know, for like an hour of writing. No problem. Well, guys, that is, uh, did I do any sponsors this time? I just did Spiky Ball and then go Norpak. The beef people. And then we can go, uh, who else do we got? Amazon, go to our website, click on the banner. You can do your Amazon shopping and something's going to, Happen, it's good. That's it. Let's go to the the second part of our Survivor with the 2018 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Models. Last time we joined the ladies, there were four contestants left. We had the lovely Brazilian Liels Ferreiro or whatever her name is. Ferreiro Roche. Yeah, I think... I think that's maybe what's got Wes. The Ferrero. Oh, sorry. That's why he doesn't oh, like that. You can her. talk that about. You can talk about that. He's uh, fuck those guys, right? Yeah, eh? Suck it long. Yeah. And hard. <laughs> fuck those guys long and hard. That's what TikToks. it is. It's an old. It, we're going to have a Wes Burns' Bridges episode, and it's going to be way better than mine. Because <laughs> Wes is, uh, is going to be way more entertaining. Because he doesn't give a shit about anything, man. He's the coolest. Does anyone else agree with that? Oh, Paul's yeah, gone. Anyways, uh, we also have Kate Upton. Uh, from the United States. We also have Haley Clausen from uh, Frogmore. And we have uh, <laughs> <My girl. laughs> uh, some other uh, Canadian girl, Kate Bach. something. Bach. Bach. 
Bach. That's our four finalists. Sister of Sebastian Bach. Now, in the last episode, in the last uh, segment, we had um, we had le uh, left a challenge to the girls that they had to come up with a day which we would spend for our next challenge. The winner of that challenge was Kate Upton. Kate Upton suggested that we go to the fuckholes to party with a Mexican and a superslide. Yep. So uh, we all boarded a boat to leave Dutch Hall Island, and we went to go to the fuckholes to party with a Mexican and a, and a slip and slide. And uh, as it turns out, we got into some rough seas as we were going to the fuckholes. And the boat, uh, which was uh, uh, captained by our skipper, uh, the Mexican, was uh, it was uh, it was capsized, and the skipper perished. Mm. But the four remaining women, and the nocturnal emissions, and my brother Paul and Jordan, <laughs> all survived, and the host of the show, Pete Van Dyke, also survived. And uh, we ended up on a deserted island, just all of us, with the crew and everyone. And we were able to uh, uh, get ourselves together and work on a plan for survival. Um, and what we did was we spent an entire day with these women trying to scrape and scrounge for survival. And we found out some things about these girls. Now, I have these things in a bucket. I'm going to pass these around to you guys. Okay. Who has a girl left in the game here? It's uh, Steve, Wes, and Jordan. Okay. And Jane, can you please... I think I kicked it over. It's got four in it? Yeah, that's the one. Can you pass those around? Now, we're going to have the scenarios of what we found out about these girls. And then once you have them, we will go on with it. Jordan, you were... Um, your girl was who again? The you have a Ferrero? Ferrero Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> now, Ferrero Rocher, you were, uh, we spent the day there. It was uh, a, a, an incredible, um, incredibly difficult day. Did, your, did you find anything out about this girl when you were observing her on the island? I will say that she is beautiful in the photograph. Yeah. She's a beautiful yellow bikini, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't too enthused. She had hairy legs. Like a man. Oh. Really? Yeah, it was uh, really displeasing. You've only been there a day. <laughs> you know, yeah, after a day, yeah. It's, uh, it really didn't take long. Those Brazilians. It's, kind of, it's like a three o'clock. Uh, if you do not wax the whole region quickly, it will grow back thick and bushy, yeah. is what it as it turns out. Good for the football. Oh, interesting. Well, Michael, what about you? Did you end up uh, finding out about Miss Upton? Yeah, Kate and I had a nice little uh, rendezvous. And uh, apparently uh, what I learned to my uh, dislike, she has eye-watering bad breath. Really? Yeah, it smells like a dead rat uh, is uh, inside of a dead fish. That's her breath. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was horrid. But what a stunning beauty. <laughs> yeah, very beautiful. Just but that is disappointing. Breath. Steve, unfortunately. What yeah. what about your lady, the Canadian lady? Well, you know, it's uh, she's Kate. not used to the island food. Oh my goodness. And uh, so I felt really bad she got sick and uh, she ended up taking a dump in a bush. <laughs> really? And it smelled so bad. You could smell it anywhere you went on the island. I felt so bad for her. She's so sweet. <laughs> It's so nice you put a positive spin on it. I really appreciate it. Wes, how'd your high school graduate do? <laughs> she had uh, plastic surgery to make her vagina so small that not even Dave's penis could fit. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. That is unfortunate. That's what, she just offered that up in conversation to you, Wes? Yep. She, opening line. <laughs> <laughs> Opening line. <laughs> Real icebreaker. <laughs> hey, guess what? Guess what? I had my pussy zone shot. Can't even fit Dave's dick in it. Lead <laughs> story. I might have to keep her along if it was me. I'm not, I don't want to influence your judging at all, but that's, she sounds like a pisser to me. 
She really does sound like a pisser. Is that all four of them, guys? So just to summarize, Wes, what was yours again? All oh, right, she had her, pla her plastic surgery on her vagina. Steve's was, uh, what was yours? Pooped in a bush. Pooped in a bush. It smells the whole island up. Michael. Uh, horrid breath. Horrid uh, fish, uh, dead rat breath. And, and uh, the old hairy legs, the old fast growing hair. And uh, within one day, she has the uh, legs of a, of a Portuguese man. <laughs> and um, so we have four women to decide which one of these has committed the worst crime <laughs> and needs to be voted off of the island. Can we start with Wes? Wes, what do you think? I'm gonna, I can't even imagine. Ferrero <laughs> Rocher, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> um, Steve. I'm saying goodbye to Harry Legs. Harry Legs is gone? Yeah, good night, Jim Kite. See you later, Harry Legs. <laughs> Harry Legs. You know, I have to say, though, like a vaginoplasty, that seems like a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I, I've shit my pants before, so I don't feel bad about the girl who shit in the bush. And Stinky Breath, uh, we get that every morning. So, yeah, Harry Legs. She's gone. She's gone. We're going to have to say, Wes, I wish you could throw this one. <laughs> <laughs> She's out of here. I See you later, Wes Brazilian. I reaching for a lighter. Just ready to burn that. <laughs> he really didn't like her the whole time, just staring daggers into her eyes on the boat. I was like, Wes, fucking ease up. She's just sitting there just trying to enjoy the day. She's, She's getting some sea air in her nose, man. She just, I don't like her. I don't like anything. About, I don't like the cut of her jib. I don't like the cut of her jib. Anyways, three days left. Three days left. Now, there's only three girls left. This is getting right down to the, 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 the exciting climactic finish. And uh, we decided to take these three girls and play a game of truth or dare. All three girls chose truth. So as a host of this program, I decided to ask these girls the question. Hey, Jane, can you pass out the question here? The question is, what is your biggest secret? So of these three women, put up your hands if you have a girl left in the game. I guess it's these three, right? Uh, what is your biggest secret? Michael, your girl confided to you her biggest secret. What well, did she say? You, Kate and I, we've really been uh, hitting it off. The bad breath, we got over that. But her secret was that she ate the skipper's foot two hours after arriving because she was hungry. <laughs> really? That threw me... For a bit of a loop. <laughs> she does seem to have a healthy appetite. I'm not going to lie to you, Michael. And uh, do you think that cannibalism is going to be enough to, to uh, sway your opinion of this poor girl? Well, we've uh, seen it swayed on the show before regarding uh, one of the members or soon-to-be former members of the Nocturnal Emissions, so I'll leave it up to the... Uh, Dutch all listeners. Exactly, the voting, the voting public. Mm -hmm. Stephen, what did you find out about the lovely young Canadian uh, Kate? You know, she was just so sweet. She still couldn't get over the fact that she shit in the bush. <laughs> so that's what she confessed to me, is that she <laughs> actually was the one who shit in the bush. <laughs> it wasn't a bear. The, the worst kept secret on the island was her, her deepest, darkest secret. On the island, it <laughs> was that that poor woman shit in a bush. <laughs> oh my goodness! And Wes, Wes, your lovely young lady, the uh, high school graduate. Uh, her name is Haley Clausen. What did she uh, unveil to you? Well, apparently she's not a lovely young lady. She was born a man. Oh, <laughs> born wow. man post post surgery though. That oh. does change a few things. Um, <laughs> fellas, just let that soak in for a bit. You want him to uh, sit in the silence? Fucking Frogmore, uh, eh? <laughs> yeah, get rid of Frogmore. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave this to the vote. Kevin, you've been a, just a spectator in the corner. Who, is your, who would your vote go towards? Um, <laughs> You're going with the one born a man. Uh, Jordan. 
Michael? Uh, the penis is not my flavor. And uh, Steve? Yeah, I'm going to go with the same thing. Unanimously homophobic but it's still, and it's uh, transphobic, it's too. Gone, yeah. Right? Yeah, well, it she was has no there. dick anymore. It's it's made it's fashioned to a vagina that's, that that uh, so feels like a dolphin's it. back. It fe doesn't feel like a vagina, but it feels like Either a dolphin. Way it existed. Anyways, young lady, take you and your new foreign vagina and beat it. <laughs> Cast her down. <laughs> and we are down to two. This is the big time, Steve. Play that. Cord. We're getting into the final two. The final two ladies from Vancouver, British Columbia. We have Kate Bach. And from the United States of America, Kate Upton. Now, I had asked my wife at the beginning of this, uh, this contest to write down the facts that we have learned about these two lovely young ladies that to, the, to date so we can summarize this and find an ultimate winner of this program. Kate Bach, let's start with Kate Bach. Steve, this is the one that you represent. Yep. Uh, Kate uh, was Miss November, she's Canadian, she smokes weed. She brought Steve for her date to her parents' house for dinner. Uh, her idea of a fun day for all of us was a spa day with munchkins and uh, to fuck with chapstick. <laughs> um, she took a stinky dump in the bush because she can't handle island food and then her greatest uh, confession in her life was that she took that same dump in the bush <laughs> this is our finalist job. Kate Bach hey Woo! Kate good job out there Kate and the other Kate who made it to the finalist two Kates made it to the end mm. This uh, Kate is Miss March from 2018. She is a voluptuous, mm. as it says. She brought uh, on her date, she thought it was a good idea to bring her fella, Michael, to a music festival and then later to a strip club. <laughs> her idea for our day as a day out with all the f uh, crew of us was to go to the fuckholes <laughs> with a slip and slide and a Mexican but she does have eye-watering bad breath uh, that smells like that of a dead rat, which crawled up and died inside of a dead fish. And she secretly ate the skipper's foot within two hours of landing on the island because she was hungry. <laughs> we can't all be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so these are your final two contestants. I need to ask you guys to give me a drum roll and mull it over before I go to our very first vote. Final vote? Oh, wait, stop it, Kev. Hot off the press, one more piece of information came in about oh. both girls. Kate Bach, Kate Bach. Steven, this is your girl. This is hot off the wire. Kate Bach from Vancouver, British Columbia, loves anal. Oh! But would never, wow. under any circumstances, perform oral sex. Oh, unfortunate. Under no circumstances. Good and bad. Huh. Kate Upton. Kate Upton, Michael, you might you know her from your date. Yeah. <laughs> she loves nice. oral sex. Loves it. Okay. Loves it. Orally fixated. I like it. That's why she ate that skipper's foot. She's got to get something in there. She just had to have something in her yap. She's got a hunger. <laughs> she loves oral sex. Put a dick in there, she's happy as a clam, right? But she will never in a million years consider anal sex. Okay. Okay. These are your choices, fellas. Now I'll hit the drum roll. Quite <laughs> a pickle. Anyone ready? Jordan. Kate Upton. Oh. Kate Upton stays. Michael. I got to go with my girl, Kate Upton. Picked her from the start. and uh, We're picking the winner, by the way. Right now, who's voting out? Or you're voting out Kate, or you're keeping oh, Kate? Keeping Kate. Yeah, I'm keeping kidding. Kate. We're I'm voting kidding. for the winner now. This is the yeah. winner. I don't need the bungle. So Kate Upton, Stan, you say? Yeah, I like Kate. Kate Upton. Stabbing my lady in the back. 
Whoa. Oh, is it because of the oral anal thing? Yeah. Okay. Steve likes, Steve likes his blowjobs. Well, it's a big thing, man. Good for you. You need that as part of the repertoire, yeah, you man. Do. It, it, there's a time and a place for the oral, man. You, the anal's like a rarity you can do away with, right? You know? Anyways, that's sorry, I don't mean to influence. Kevin Upton? Yeah. It's universal, you, all for wow. the same reason? That was a deal breaker. If it was the other way around, would the vote be different? No. Would the vote be opposite? No, I go. My, yeah, my vote would be the same. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, regardless of the that anal didn't oral? Sway me. No. Anal oral sway you? Personally. Steve? Yeah. Wes? And Kev, yes. Oh, yeah. And you know it didn't matter. You're going up to either way? Up to either way. Whatever she's going to give you, you're going to take. Well, as a winner of this contest, by almost unanimous decision, it's our girl. Hey, I, 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 sorry. I'm going to have to, with all due respect to our Canadian girl. Second overall. You did not make it, girl. Hit oh, the bricks. Oh, hit the bricks. And our winner, by almost, by unanimous decision. And the 2018 Survivor Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Calendar winner, Kate Upton. All right. Guys, that has been our show. Thank you for listening two weeks to this ridiculous bunch of nonsense. It makes no sense whatsoever. But if you like to, tell a friend. You can do anything you want uh, to help us make people know about our program. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. We'll take feedback any way we can get it. Otherwise, we will see you, NT. See you next Thursday.